In today's show, we're looking at players who have been underperforming. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. A lot of leagues, you've got your trade deadline that's already passed. I understand that, but some leagues don't. So we're looking at buy lows, but I think it's also just important to look at players who are currently underperforming, guys whose numbers are sustainably low and are going to be able to jump back up we hope, over the coming weeks as we head into fantasy playoffs. Uh, default fantasy playoffs on Yahoo begin next week. I know playoffs in a lot of my leagues uh, start today. So uh, yeah, good luck to me and good luck to everyone else whose playoffs uh, started, are in the middle of starting, or you're uh, you're ready to kick off in the next week. Let's talk about these guys starting with category leagues, and let's start with the Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG, Bl- stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. The last week's been pretty rough for OG. Um, 251st ranked player, shooting horribly. 35% from the field, 27% from three, 67% from the line. That's a true shooting of 43% for those of you calculating that at home. That's down for the 59% that he's shooting, true shooting over the course of the year. So that is a huge, huge deficit. And, and one of the big, yeah, that's the reason why his numbers are so far down is that free throw percentage is way down. The field goal percentage is way down. We're talking 12 percentage points down from where it is for the season. And that, that's a huge impact. But also his rebound numbers are down. He's playing three fewer minutes per night. His steal rate has been cut in half. He hasn't blocked a single shot in the last four games. So basically every area you could imagine for Ananobi over the last four games is down. No blocks. He's had three steals in four games when he's averaging 1.6 a game. Actually, that's not true because his assists are up to 3.5, but only 11 points, only one and a half threes, under four rebounds. Just everything is down. So I think we should have a fair level of hope that he won't be a 35% shooter or a 67% shooter from the line or a guy that gets under a steal per game or a guy that gets under four rebounds per game. There are a lot of indicators there that would say that this is a a temporary blip for Ananobi and he will step it back up. His usage remains over 20%, which is encouraging. We just need that efficiency to catch back up and hopefully he's able to do that really soon. Damian Lillard, spoken about this on the recap shows a lot, but he is struggling. Um, The ninth-ranked player this season, 187th-ranked player over the last week, 57th-ranked player over the last two weeks, 27th-ranked player over the last month. He was off to begin this year as well. He is just not finding his groove playing next to CJ McCollum. He cannot hit shots. Let's look at over the last seven games. 22 points per game on the surface is great, but under 40% shooting... Look, Lillard's never this huge field goal percentage guy, but that's that's a massive, massive negative impact. Even 80, 80% from the line is really down. And, that, and that's good for most players. But his best fantasy category is free throw percentage. He's hitting 93% this season on seven and a half attempts. That's a Z score of 2.77. Over the last two weeks, his Z score is 0.01. So literally average, not providing any positive or negative value in that category. 
and that's again, that's one of the things. And we talk, I've talked about it a lot with Miles Turner. When you're at this absolute elite, elite level of blocks, and you're blocking four shots per game, and then you go down to a really good level of two point four, it hurts. Even though that number is good, like eighty percent is still a pretty good free throw number. But when your fantasy identity is based on being ninety three percent from the line, and that's your best category, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Assists are about the same, six point six versus seven point six, so it is a little bit down. Steals is at 1.1, which is actually way higher than he is for the year. His rebounds are marginally down. His three-pointers are down, even though he's hitting 41% from three. Usage is down, 27% usage when he's at 31 for the season. There is definitely the McCollum effect, and that's that's such a weird thing to say because it's never been a problem in the past. But CJ has been, I don't know if dominating the ball is correct, but it, it happened at the start of the season. CJ went out, Lillard's numbers picked back up. CJ came back, Lillard's numbers dropped back off. It is a very weird phenomenon to see Lillard taking a partial back seat to CJ McCollum. Um, I think that that part of it might be real, the reduction in usage. The 80% from the line and the 39% from the field, actually 34% of his last four games, I don't think that's real. I think he's going to be able to improve that area. He can't hit twos to save his life. 38% from two-point range over his last seven games. That All that stuff can easily come back. The usage, I'm not so sure about. I'm not so sure that gets back to 30. 27 is still really good, but I'm not certain that that gets back to 30. But there is obviously room for Lillard to be better than the 187th ranked player or even the 57th ranked player or even the 27th ranked player where he currently is over the last month. This one's, I'm going to say controversial, but I'm not sure that it is. I don't know how to, how to, how to value Jar Morant. He is the 173rd ranked player over the last week, 186th over the last month, 141st over the last two months, 119th for the season. Let's be honest, he's been shithouse. He had two good games, hurt his ankle, three, yeah, two good games, hurt his ankle, and then has just been, look, honestly, a barely rosterable player since coming back. Last season, Jar Morant was pretty good. Yeah, look, he, he was pretty good. Now, people will, um, I think, inflate the impact of his rookie season for fantasy. He was the 72nd ranked player. But one of the things that's very weird to me is that he was a 78% free throw guy last year and 48 from the field. Over the last, let's do month, he's at 68 from the line and 44 from the field hitting 34% from three. And the 34% from three is about right because he's not a good three-point shooter. Two-pointers are way off. Free throws are way off. He's generating no steals at all. 0.7 steals per game. Under four rebounds, one three per game. And usage for him is at 26%, so that's higher than his rookie season. It's just that massive lack in efficiency, the massive lack in steals. He doesn't block shots. He doesn't get rebounds. He doesn't hit threes. So at this point, Ja Morant is an assists streamer. Oh, and, and points streamer, I guess. Yeah, points streamer. He's averaging 19 and 7. But he is below average in every other category. Now, I say that he's underperforming a little bit because I don't really believe that Ja Morant is like a 60% free throw guy, a 64% free throw guy. That, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm not saying that he's not Damian Lillard. He's not 92% from the line. But I don't believe that he is a 60% guy. So that's going to be able to improve. The threes, prove it, and then we'll see it. Steals, again, prove it, and then I'll believe it. I'll, I have a heavy dose of skepticism. Rebounds, I don't think you're that good at that either. Prove it. But 
I know that you can be a better free throw shooter. And that that's really, over the last two weeks, that is the biggest negative impact. We talk about Lillard being a plus 2.77 in his free throws. Over the last eight games, Morant's a negative 3.42 in the free throws. So just a- actively killing you in that area. You get that back to 75%, and then we're, we're talking about a 50, 60 spot jumping, uh, jump in his ranking. So there is room for that to improve pretty clearly. I don't know if there's any room for um, Locker Room to improve because it is a fantastic app. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, with other fans, with athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join that conversation about the NBA. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. So make sure you are joining me to... um, to have a chance to be up on stage and chatting with me on Locker Room. I'll be there on Friday. I'll tweet it out. You'll see me over there on Locker Room. So go download download the Locker Room app. It's free. It's currently available on iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile. Link your Twitter and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me, Josh Lloyd 48 and you can be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning on being live on Friday, Friday afternoon at some point. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on their league, on fantasy basketball, and what's going on in the NBA in general. I'll see you there. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. Let's look at the crucifix, Christian Wood. Much like Jar Morant, since coming back from an ankle injury, he's been shit house. 136th ranked player over the last month. Why has he been shit house? Well, in large part because he's not blocking shots anymore, and he can't hit free throws. 61% from the line. This guy was 74% from the line last year, 73% from the line the year before that, 73% from the line the year before that. So he's got a track record of being a 70-plus percent free throw guy. Am I putting my eggs in that basket that he goes back to that? Not quite yet. He also can't hit threes anymore, apparently, 30% over the last month. 0.9 blocks. This is a guy that last year in Detroit averaged 0.9 blocks in 21 minutes, and he's getting 32 minutes. So we should be getting 1.5 to 1.6 blocks per game, but we're not. The usage is still pretty good, but he hasn't taken that big step forward with Oladipo and Harden gone. He hasn't taken that big usage step forward. He's not hitting big volumes of threes. Um, and the defensive stats are disappointing. He's been a real... Um, he's been really disappointing, massively disappointing uh, over this uh, stretch of, of games. Now, you look at the last four games and you go, all right, he's averaging 21.5 points. That's fine, but only six boards, 0.8 blocks. True shooting of 57%, which is 49 from the field and 61 from the line. Like the, the Now, if you're punting free throws, there is some room for him to be better. But he is the 55th ranked player over the course of the season. So we do have reason to believe that he'll be better than this. He'll be able to improve his blocks, improve his free throws, improve his field goal percentage, improve his rebound numbers, improve his three-point volume. All of that can easily improve for Wood. So I do think that there is some steps forward to be taken, but the ankle injuries rooted him, really. And, and I think we say the same for Morant. That's had a massive impact on them. It might let them be discounted a little bit in drafts next season as well. But for now, we just hope that he can get things back on track to uh, to end the year. Let's look at Bam Adebayo. Bam! 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 124th ranked player over the last week, 58th over the last two weeks, 33rd over the last month. Now, he's 21st ranked player this season. Why has everything been going to shit for Adebayo? Well, what he did this year. Last year, he shot 69% from the free throw line. Giggity! And then this year, all of a sudden, he became a good free throw shooter. 81%. Yeah, that, that's huge. It changes things around. Unfortunately, over his last three games, he's at 36%. 
He's at 63% over the last week, and he's at 72% over the last month. And that turns you from being a marginal positive into, over the last month, a decent-sized negative, or over the last week, one of the worst, actually the worst free-throw player in the NBA. Also, the blocks are just really non-existent. He's had two blocks in the last three games. He's had, what, eight blocks in the last seven games? Like They're not big numbers. His assists are fine. His rebounds are fine. His scoring is fine. But his field goal percentage has dropped a little bit. And most importantly, that free throw percentage, which was one of those big things that was keeping his numbers as high as they are, that has dropped off. And we know that percentage categories are double influences in the free throws. You lose free throw percentage, not only do you lose that category, but your scoring drops a little bit as well because they're points. Every free throw you miss is a point that you miss out on. So if he's making 4.6 per game this season and then he goes down to 3.4, then that's 1.2 fewer points per game that he's scoring. And over the last three games, he's at 1.7 free throws. So there's three fewer points per game that he's, that he's missing out on. So it is that double influencer. And we are seeing that with Adebayo at the moment. What is he? Is he, is he a good free throw shooter? Did he have a hot you know, 30 games to start the year? And then we look back on his previous 150 games in the NBA of being a low 70s guy versus a high 80s or mid 80s guy. I don't know. I am a little bit concerned that maybe a 30-game sample versus a 150-game sample isn't representative. It could be. It could be an improvement, but it also could just be a 30-game hot streak. So I think we need to be a little bit cautious there, but I, I think, yeah, outside the top 120, Bam Adebayo is not going to remain outside the top 120 or probably not outside the top 50. And that will come from that improvement in his free throw percentage. Let's have a look at some bylows for points leagues. A couple of the same names on here, OG Ananobi and Damian Lillard on there too. But let's go to Tyrese Hallett. Well, I've already talked about the reasons for OG, who still remains a points league must roster player, but outside the top 150 over the last week. But he's more of that top 80 guy, top 85 guy versus where he can be top 50 in, in category leagues. Lillard, on the other hand, is the, the 15th ranked player in points leagues this season, but 75th over the last week and 39th over the last two weeks. So, He's averaging like 38 fantasy points. He can go back to 44 fantasy points pretty easily. Tyrese Halliburton, moved to the bench. Now, I would still be rostering him, but a lot of what got us excited about him to begin this season has dropped off somewhat. He's a 102nd ranked player over the last 25 games. Again, is it the injury? Coming back from that injury that's hurt him? 116th over the last month. 124th over the last week. Assists. 4.8 over his last 25 games. That's down a little bit from where it began this season. Rebounds under three per game. Like these aren't spectacular numbers. He's averaging 28 fantasy points for the season. He's down to 26 over the last month. I think he can be a 28 to 27 fantasy point player. But he absolutely is not that, not a high usage guy. We know that. And a lot of his other peripherals, which were so high to begin the year, have dropped off. I still think there is some buy low and improvement coming here from Tyrese, but I think maybe his impact was a little bit overrated to begin this season. I think Kyrie Irving's a good one to t- take a look at here because not because you know over the last week he's the 41st ranked player in points leagues averaging 38 fantasy points, which is down from 46. He's doing that by playing 29 minutes a game. Hasn't had any steal, one steal in those three games, and uh, under five assists. Which you know, even though his assists are down, playing next to Harden, he's still a six assists per game guy. So there is some some room there. But I think why he's here is if you do have an ability to trade in your league, people are panicked. You know, Kyrie had the personal day today before the game was postponed. 
Um, and people are just think he's just going to take all this time off as the season moves on. Now, if you're in a situation in your league where you are you're battling for that last playoff spot, if you are in the playoffs, but probably no match for the top two teams, someone who has Kyrie, whether that's the third team or fourth team or the first or second team, they might be panicking. I mean, if, if this guy doesn't play, if this guy doesn't play in the playoffs, if he sits a game a week and he plays two games in my semifinal matchup, I'm going to lose. People will think that's how, how, how can we trust Kyrie? He's just going to sit out. The dude's so soft. He's going to take a personal day like he works at Target, like that bullshit joke, right? People will have this thought. So if you're in a situation where you're fifth, you're sixth, you're like, how am I going to beat these guys? You try and get Kyrie cheap. Maybe he does sit out. I don't know. Maybe he does. But if you're literally not going to win anyway, and you can get Kyrie, who is averaging 46 fantasy points per game, the 14th ranked player in Yahoo per game this year. But if you can get him by sending out a guy that averages 40, who's more solid, who's less likely to miss time, you do it. And it might blow up in your face. Maybe Kyrie does sit out. I don't I don't know. Maybe he gets hurt. Who knows what happens, right? Anything can happen. But when your chances of winning are zero, Versus if you get Kyrie and you get that boost and then you can beat those guys by getting that elite level player, you have to take that risk. Now, if I was sitting in first or second, I probably wouldn't, and like I'm probably going to win anyway, I wouldn't take that risk on Kyrie because he is probably at more risk than most others of sitting out games. But if I'm in that middle zone, that is where I would try and do that if that's still a possibility. And if you are just worried about his underperformance, yeah, it is just down to lower assists and lower steals. And uh, he's not getting any rebounds, but that stuff will uh, will correct itself. If you're looking for a part for your car, Kyrie is not the guy to go to. RockAuto.com is because they are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to RockAuto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. If you're looking to repair your car yourself, like one of the reasons you want to do it is so you can save money. The prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low. And the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers, where if you go to the chain stores, they have a different pricing tier. You're a mechanic, mate, I'll knock 20% off for you. All right, thanks, mate. How about me, the bloke who's just trying to save some money? You're going to charge me more? Bullshit to that. Rockauto.com, the same price right across the board. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, and you can see all the parts available for your car or truck. And right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Last bloke to talk about here is Luka Doncic who is averaging 51.5 fantasy points per game this season. But over the last two weeks, he is at 45. Now, that's still really good, obviously, but 51 down to 45 is a significant drop. Why has that occurred? What's down? Assists. Two fewer assists per game. That's three fantasy points right there. One fewer rebound per game. That's 1.2 fantasy points. We're at to 4.2 fantasy points already down. Half, half a point per game fewer. 4.7, almost five fantasy points. Um, 0.4 blocks versus 0.6 blocks. Might not seem like much, but it's it's accounting for like one, yeah, almost a fantasy point there difference or maybe half a fantasy point. So that, that, that's the difference there from Doncic. It's just that two assist drop, one rebound drop, bit of a drop in blocks, and that causes a six-point drop-off overall in your production. Now, to be fair to Doncic, or to be fair to his ex- our expectations, he is under 50 for the last two months. Sixth ranked player. 
So maybe our expectation shouldn't be at that 51, 52 level and maybe 50 level, but 40 to 5 to 50 is still a decent number that you've got to catch up on. So expect a little bit of an improvement from Donch. I don't expect him to sit under under seven assists per game, but it has been a consistent downturn in assists since some really high numbers to begin this season from Luka Doncic. Guys, That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave a thumbs up, drop your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.